songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. It's Amanda! She's here! Hey, I'm here. Oh, I'm happy to see you, Ray of Sunshine. And yeah, I'm happy to see you, and, and I'm more happy to be called a Ray of Sunshine. <laughs> People aren't running around calling you Ray of Sunshine all the time? No, no, no. Miss, nope. I'm Amanda Allen. No. Yeah, three kids will do that. You become the you're the rain cloud most times, not the ray of sunshine. <laughs> you're you the are big no rain cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are joined by a lovely guest. He is uh, a podcaster who, who is uh, the host of Hello from the Magic Tavern. He's also a video game designer for Jack box games you know the games that helped us survive through the pandemic <laughs> do you remember that i mean the only socialization we pretty much got through the whole pandemic arnie here our guest is in charge of it's arnie Neecamp. hello hello thank you for having me i hope that was an okay intro <laughs> that was perfect that was great, great. i have a podcast and i make video games by day and we did it that's about You're it. You're basically my son's hero. That's what he, you are who he wants to be when he grows up. You know what? Just show him a picture of me and I'll just be a star. <laughs> like, this is the stark reality of your future. He's like, I get to have a cool beard? Great. Yeah. Ooh, with a little gray in it. And oh, exciting. Oh, you could also, you could be excited and then you could be like, oh, but you know, they're not those kind of video games. Like, kids get excited and you're like, but you do have to write. You have to type in words. And then they're like, oh, I just wanted to shoot things. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to draw like hot girls in like weird armor. I feel like that's all video games, right? It's just hot girls in weird yeah, armor. A lot of it. Wes is like an architect. So he's all about building worlds. So and into D&D &D and that kind of stuff. So that's it. That he's like, I'm going to build worlds, which well, I. That's really awesome. Yeah, I mean that well, is keeps, what I, I maybe maybe I am him. <laughs> I mean, basically that's all I do. Like world building is all my thing. Basically, is it really? Yeah, my podcast is a is a fantasy kind of fantasy podcast. It's a little like uh, it's not a lot. It's not a let's play. It's not like a there's no dice rolling involved, thankfully, or math. But it is like a fully improvised uh comedy podcast in a magical world I'm, I'm already feel like i'm plugging it which is not my intention Plug it. Tell, tell this everyone is cool. listening who has never heard of hello from the magic tavern what it is it is uh improv comedy podcast uh the premise is i play a fictional version of myself kind of a dumber version of myself believe it or not i and like that I... your avatar is dumber <laughs> i could be <laughs> anyone true. i want i'm gonna be dumb me yeah, could I? What's the opposite of aspirational? Could I be myself but worse? Uh, I play, yeah, and it's like uh, I I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago, yeah. yep. and uh, into a magical world. And instead of going off and having a grand adventure, I think, hey, oh, finally, this isn't my opportunity to start a podcast. So I uh, hang out in a tavern and interview magical creatures along with a wizard and a talking badger. And it's just an excuse to have a lot of Chicago improvisers and various oh, people come on and speak in my language, make up dumb stuff. And everything they say is canon forever against our better judgment. And oh, so hard. every silly little thing is like becomes a part of the world of the show, which is the fun of it. 
Oh my That's gosh. Awesome. But it's also pretty sophomoric and dirty. So okay. good to know. There is that as well. So not for Amanda's 11 year old. Well, probably a lot for Amanda's 11-year-old. <laughs> I would like whether, <laughs> right whether right that's there. a good idea or not is up to Amanda. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. I'm Because uh, Amanda and I are improvisers uh, in Los Angeles via New York City. And uh, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of Chicago improvisers. And I'm sure I'll, I should listen to your podcast and I'll just fucking fangirl out. Also, Arnie, you have a very pleasant voice. It's oh, thank you. It's very soothing. Uh, yeah, my voice kind of is all over the place, frankly. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm gonna stay down here and sound really good. But then when someone says something nice to me, like, oh, thank you, I'm gonna go up here. Yeah. Arnie, are you originally from Chicago? I'm from Ohio originally, like <gasps> Northwest Ohio. Um, all right. You know, sort of like the most boring part of Ohio, which is saying something, uh, and. Uh, but I've been in Chicago for like almost two decades now. So I've been here a long time. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm from, I'm from Minnesota and my mom is from Ohio. So maybe that's also why I'm like, ah, oh, there's something very soothing and just comforting. <laughs> Sing me a lullaby. Um, so I have three children. They are all boys. I have a five-year-old, a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old. <sighs> um, Amanda, what's <laughs> happening over there right now? I have a, a, 10-year-old boy. I have three kids. 10-year-old boy who's almost 11. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. And then I have twin 8-year-old girls. Um, so that's something. It's wow. always something. Yeah. And Arnie, what's your situation? No kids, but I just decided... No, I do. I have a daughter. <laughs> I have a... Uh... I was like, wow. <laughs> Wouldn't have that been a tough pivot for the rest of the episode? <gasps> okay. It would just kids, be a lot of me being like, oh, that sounds hard, huh? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I have in my podcast a, I have one <laughs> I have a seven year old daughter um, just the one and uh, she's great but also you know as is the whole premise being a parent it is not easy always <laughs> nope <laughs> um, let me nope. dive right in and tell you what has been breaking me please um, okay uh, because uh, it's so very present um so, you know, there's a lot about parenthood that is a whack-a-mole. You're just constantly like just trying to keep everything um, down to a dull roar. Um, but lately, so I, I've talked about this a little bit on the show. My nine-year-old recently got diagnosed um, with Tourette's. Um, did I tell oh. you that, Amanda? I can't remember if I did. You did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so we've been trying to figure that out and uh, just getting him to the – to the doctor and scheduling all of that and making sure everything's cool with insurance and, um, you know, dotting all of our I's and crossing all of our T's. And, uh, so we, we went, he got put on medication. It had gotten so bad that he was missing school because he was in physical pain because of some of the ticks that he had been having. And, um, so we were like, oh boy, this is really bad. We got to get, we got to get him some help. We had to get him some relief. So we go, we get him some medicine. He starts the medicine. It's great. For like the first two, three days, it's great. And then uh, his ticks took this huge turn for the worse. Mm. And, and again, he was home 
like from school because he didn't want to go because it was embarrassing and people were teasing him and it hurt his body. And um, so we called the doctor and we were like, hey, you know, this medication isn't working. And it took us a few days to realize um, that this medication that is to help the symptoms of Tourette's, uh, which is for anyone not knowing, it's like involuntary tics and sounds, uh, sounds and movements uh, that you really can't help. You're kind of compelled to do them and your body will just do them. And it, it's, it, I don't know. That's, that's about all I could tell you right now. But um, so apparently this medication sometimes makes it worse. <laughs> and so this medication oh, had no. been making his tics actually worse. So mm. we stopped, but we've been trying to get a hold of the doctor for a week now. Uh, we keep calling the hospital, being on hold, leaving a message, getting sent to the wrong voicemail, hanging up, being on hold, calling again, oh, you know, and on. it's just this whole process. So we've been waiting for this doctor do you mind to call me, back. Do you mind my asking? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Do you Ask mind my anything. asking how, how do your son's like ticks manifest themselves. Like, I don't know that much about Tourette's, but I know that it, it, you know, the cliche is that it's like, uh, always profanity, which is not really the case just on TV shows. Although I, I know it can be that way. Um, but I, yeah, I'm just curious like, yeah. uh, how, how it is for your son. So I always thought that that's what Tourette's was too. And it was like kind of a punchline, right? Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, for him, it's gone through all sorts of different phases and different kinds of ticks. Sometimes it's blinking really hard. Sometimes it's nodding. Um, sometimes it's um, <sighs> tensing up a part of his body. Sometimes it's like mm. a snorting or a hmm kind of sound, um, sniffing. It can be all sorts of just like little movements and sounds. Um I had one, I had a student once, an improv student who had Tourette's and when he, uh, sometimes he would get uh, sort of, you know, I don't know what it's called, like a fit of it. Um, When he was experiencing symptoms, he would make this sound. It was like, he would like make like a fart sound with his mouth, which is ridiculous. So like Tourette's is a very, it's a very strange, (sighs) yeah, it's yeah, I was in a comedy Wes class. Went through a t- he, and Wes my sh- had a, a tick that would do that, where he would go, Wes? Yeah, and so kids have been, like, teasing him about it, which I get. If you're just hanging out in class, like, trying to do a quiz, and some kid is, like, you know, making, like, crazy sounds, mm-hmm. you're going to be, like, what the fuck is your deal, dude? Um, but, of course, he can't mm-hmm. actually help it, and we tried to help it, and it made him and uh but mostly the thing that's breaking me right now is just i can't get this fucking doctor to like call back and i feel like every time i just every day i you know i've got i've got this podcast i've got work i've got my home i've got my Mm -hmm. children and then i have this whole other part-time job where i just call doctors and i'm on hold (laughs) and i just am having a lot of trouble managing that extra part-time job uh, on top of everything else right now, and it truly feels like just uh, a whack-a-mole. Because the I'll I'll wake up and I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna seize the day. I'm like, okay, I've got this to do, and then and then I'll be like, oh no, I gotta call the doctor, and then I'll call the doctor, and then that won't be resolved, and then I'll be like, oh no, a 
Rex still need my 11 year old still needs to see the dermatologist. Oh gosh, where are we at with that? Where's that random piece of paper <laughs> I wrote all that weird shit on? Did someone throw it away? And that, it's just um, <laughs> that's that's where I'm at right now. Just we're always searching for that random piece of paper <laughs> that has all the information on it. It's like that's what that's what we're all doing all the time. So stupid. I should be more organized, but I'm not. I like that you always you keep uh, referring to it as whack a mole. The problem with that game is like it you never you never win. Right. It's constantly I'm there's always something coming up, but yet you play it hoping to get at least some recognition in the form of a little paper ticket that then you can trade in for some crap. So <laughs> Which I think in this case is is that gonna be like when my kids get a college diploma? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you're gonna be like, I thought I would get more than this. I'm like, no, just just this meaningless. Not diploma. just the debt. I just spent all that money. <laughs> where's your where's your job? <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Remember when colleges uh, were supposed to get you like a job or a career? They don't anymore. It's just sort of like, here's an experience. I hope well, now it's just high school too. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for a lot of along the lines of the whack-a-mole thing, like I wonder if being held on, like if you had to, if every call that you had to be on that involved you being waiting or constantly being transferred, there should be a ticket system for that <laughs> as well. Like yeah. where it's just like, right. you've been on, you've been on hold for five hours. You now get a koosh ball. Yes. Yeah. Or $5 can... off your, your fee. Or at least like yeah. a, like a shitty little snake that is, is jointed, <laughs> you know, the, <sighs> I like that you both are going with the prizes that are the worst things in the whole world where it's like, you two can get a eraser. You can get one Tootsie Roll, one piece of candy that's not even a candy (laughs) that is anyone's favorite. You can get a little figure with a parachute on it, but (laughs) the parachute doesn't do anything. It'll just fall. No, and that's going to be a lot of points. P.S. You can buy those on Amazon and get like 20 for a dollar. You guys, I think it's all a scam. Yeah. 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 Once again. We come back to that. Oh yeah, <laughs> parenthood like the scam. Oh the shit. Scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship that we share. And that's why I'm giving them StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years and generations to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you with those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you never thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or, if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? You can even customize it with your own prompts. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you're going to be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I know that there are people in our lives who had amazing, rich histories that we want to share with our own children and our nieces and our nephews. And this is a beautiful opportunity to hear it straight from the source and to have it in this gorgeous book forever. Plus, reading the weekly stories help connect you with your loved ones, no matter how far or near you are. When you give 
creative story worth, you're giving those that you love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart, and you're preserving their memories and their stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com WMD and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com WMD to save $10 on your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by Scent Phil. This holiday season, Scent Phil invites you to decorate your air with the first and only 100% natural scented oil plug-in refill. No weird chemicals, just the good stuff that nature intended. Listener, you know that I am weird about scents, and I haven't used a scented plug-in since I was trying to cover up the party smell of my old apartment in Manhattan. But now I've got new smells to cover up. I have three boys, and you know their bathroom needs some help. But I've been putting off using any sort of air freshener because a lot of that stuff is toxic. But with Scent Fill, you can choose from over 80 unique scents. You just click the refill right into the warmer, you plug it in, and you enjoy the always-on fragrance. I love their natural scents. They sent me peppermint, and now that bathroom my sons use smells like... A Christmassy wonderland. Scentville is a sponsor, and I'm telling you right now, I am going to go actually just buy a bunch of their stuff. That's how much I love it. I love an herbal smell. I love a natural smell. And they've got it. And you can make it simple with their customizable starter kits for under $20. Try it out. I think you're going to love it. I definitely love it. And Scentville has an exclusive offer for Why Mommy Drinks listeners. Get 10% off your order and fast free shipping by going to scentville.com slash WMD and use the promo code WMD10, the number 10. That's Scentville, like you're filling your house with a scent, S-C-E-N-T-F-I-L-L.com slash WMD, promo code WMD, and the number 10. Thanks for being part of the show, Scentville. Um, well, yeah. So, Amanda, tell us uh, tell us what's been breaking you. No, I just also want to just say I'm sorry because I know what it's like to have to call and arrange doctors. And um, I also know you've had to do this before because, you know, you've been you've been on this road. So it, it probably also just feels like it's like there's just it's never ending, which is the whack. Yes, right. It does. Where it's like, oh, good. And I always now feel like I'm, I'm feeling for right now feeling someone uh, like I said, like Rex, you know, um, our youngest had open heart surgery in June, <laughs> which was a f- which was just a whole fun time in and of itself. And then this guy's got Tourette's, and that's like a whole thing. And then this whole time for like almost a year now, our <laughs> our eleven year old has had this like skin condition, and it doesn't hurt him or bother him, but he has a skin condition that needs to be treated, and we haven't treated it. And we called, I, I, met, I made a, an appointment at the children's hospital, but they will see him in April. You know what It I is currently thinking? November. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the first appointment available? Is that uh, April? April. I, I April. don't even realize that it's November. It doesn't even register because time isn't a thing anymore. No. When you said April, I was like, oh, it's like, no, hold no. up. Yeah, they can't see him until April. So then I have to start the whole process over again with a new referral and a new doctor's appointment just to get that referral. It's like a fucking nightmare. I've always had trouble, like the the hardest tasks for me, and I uh, was I have ADD or whatever. But the the hardest tasks for me are are making phone calls and things, mm. and it always makes it so much worse when you know 
there's a high percentage that it's not even going to help. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, yeah. I have to make this call. It's going to be hard to do and take forever. <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's a high chance at the other end of it, I'll just be like, well, I still got to try to make this call again some other time. <laughs> and yeah. for myself, that usually manifests itself in being like, I guess I won't do that. Mm-hmm. Or I'll keep it on a list of things I know I need to eventually do. And the hard thing, one of the hard things about being a parent is you're like, well, I would, I guess, let this go forever for myself. But, you know, I, I have like, I'm responsible for this person. And so I have, I, you know, so I, you, you, you get that little extra to, to, to subject yourself to a lot of that torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, parent. Parenthood is so uh, triggering when it comes to ADD. (laughs) It's all just like opening piles of mail, making phone calls, checking in on other people's progress. Yeah. What were you going to say, Amanda? I was going to say, I just realized like if you're ever looking for a new job and you want to put together a resume, I bet you could say that you've been a personal assistant for the past 11 years. (laughs) Like, like... All mm-hmm. of those skills translate over. It's like for not even for one person, multiple people all at the same time. Very demanding. Like you are scheduling, yeah. organizing, you know, like it's like listening to it, it's not like you are you are doing it for them. So there's a way to I think I don't know, it. man. Oh, there you go, silver lining. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't resume, feel like you I'm could say I good at it. Are you you could say I was an assistant for someone uh, with Tourette's, an assistant for someone with uh, open heart surgery, and they'll be yep. like, "Oh, you've clearly spent a lot of time yes. on the phone." The best is if you get to the interview and then they're like, "So tell us, like, what, 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 who were you the personal assistant for?" And it's like, "Well, this one guy, he was really, you know, sometimes he was really annoying and really got under my skin." <laughs> and over time, it comes out, and you're like, "My son." <laughs> <laughs> It was all pro bono work. It was all pro bono, ma'am. I did it because I care about them and what they need. And (laughs) I realized I was selling myself short and I should be making money doing this. Dude. Yes. um, Yeah. Just that's that's where I'm at right now in terms of making money. Like I can't figure out how my kids are all in school now during the day. And yet I still can't figure out how we parent and keep this house under control that we don't even own uh like imagine if we did geez i, I can't figure out how to keep track of all this stuff um wh- while having a job there's just like not enough energy and time and i wish one of us could just do the job and one of us could stay home because this is not working <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's where mm. we're at. So anyway, well, Amanda. Sorry, you want to hear what broke me? Yes, please. <laughs> so, you know, they just approved vaccines uh, for children ages 5 to 11 or 12 or something like that. So my that kids, means all my kids, were va- they're eligible for their vaccines. So when it happened, uh, there was like the phone tree of vaccination uh, like all of these mothers it was just like a sea of texts this place is open for appointments this place is open for appointments book your appointment get your kid in and so yeah i literally stopped everything i did everything i was doing in that moment and i booked it like that moment 
Well, I hear you. You know me. I go to bed at I'm, I go to bed at like nine o'clock, so I missed it when they all opened up. But I woke up at three thirty. So as I as I like to do, uh, I don't like to do, but I guess my body forces me to do. So at three thirty in the morning, I wake up and I look at my phone, and it was like the world and everyone blew it up. And so it was like, oh, I better get on and get an appointment. So at like three thirty in the morning, I go on, Whoa. got my kids' appointments. Got them all together, which I was like, yes, uh, I succeeded at parenting. Or as Emily likes to say, I won at parenting in that <gasps> moment. And then I went back to sleep and felt like, okay, I got this. I got this. My kids have been super anxious uh, about the vaccines. Um, not because they don't believe in them, even though I like to joke that maybe they don't. like, But they do believe in science and they do believe Amanda's, in vaccines. And Amanda's kids are good. super into QAnon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but the idea of the shot uh, over time has really become the focus. So when there's a commercial on, on the radio, they're like, turn it off. We don't want to hear about these vaccines. Uh, yeah. And then, and then uh, my mom perpetuates it because she has a fear of needles. So she's like, well, I don't like needles either. You all are right to be fearful. And it's like, stop it, mom, please. Debbie, you are then, not helping. Then, no, no, no. She, she, nope. But it also didn't help that when I got mine, I like had a 12 hour uh, death bed where I was like in bed, like bare, all I could do was breathe and then like beg them to bring me water. <laughs> so they saw me do that. And then they were like, you want us to just voluntarily do that to ourselves? Uh, so when, when I got the vaccine appointment, I was like, all right, I'm going to wait and I'm going to tell them when it feels good. And I also wanted to wait until they heard their other friends were getting it so that it became a little more normalized and okay. And so that timing went really well. I told them, I think on Friday, they had an appointment on Monday. I was like, we're going to, we're going to do this. and It's going to be great. And you're helping, you know, protect people who can't have a vaccine or do not have vaccine. This is all real good. And, uh, and then I was like, and then eventually maybe you don't have to wear a mask anymore at school. And, we can go to Disneyland and I'll be worried. And they were like, good, we're it's in. Candy you know for breakfast in, and um, everyone. Yeah, you, you can have <laughs> school lunches. Are just going to be pizza now. Yeah. 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 Just we, pizza every day. Uh, but so I uh, I got them on board and they were totally ready to do it. And went, Monday came and I, I picked them up and we went to CVS. And uh, right when we walked in, Benny started crying. And she was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. So we sign in, the lady brings the vaccines over and I was like, she's first. Cause I was like, let's get her done because the more she waits and watches, the worse it will get. You're a Plus genius. A good so lesson she's... to the other kids that if they cry that they'll have to go yeah. second. Yeah. Yeah. You cry, <laughs> you get thrown uh, in first. Yeah. You drew attention <laughs> you to yourself. You go first. Yeah. Yeah. Keep those if emotions intact. Up, maybe, please. maybe you'll go last. You get to go All last. Right. So she goes, um, she does it. She's really brave. She breathes through it and she lets it happen. And then immediately sits up and goes, the anticipation was much worse than the shot. I didn't even really feel it. And I was like, yay. I, yay. That's what everybody told you. Good. She's like, it doesn't even hurt. Literally. So she walks out of the little, you know, they had like the, I keep calling it the mash curtain, but that's a dated reference for anyone who doesn't know what mash is. It's the little hospital dividers that divide up medical beds. Right. So they have that in there. 
So we're behind it with <laughs> Wait, the nurse. Wait, really quick. When we got ours, they put us in this weird little cubicle. It was, And it reminded me of like when you have to get strip searched at the airport. They have this like weird little <laughs> cubicles. It was like that. I felt weird. Anyway, ours was when like, I got my like vaccine, foldable. I actually had to be strip searched, which was <laughs> oh, that's, strange. Oh, 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 no. Uh, sir, that's what you get for getting your vaccine at White Castle, I guess. Time for your booster. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back there Wes and uh, Emmeline are like on the side of the little like curtain wall and they're kind of looking around they were watching so then they see Benny pop up and she's like it wasn't as bad so I look at both of them both of them now are showing signs of super high anxiety worry trying to keep it in check but not sure what to think are they going to go next who knows so I point to Wes and I'm like, you're next. Cause he's also one that's notorious for freaking out about shots. Like he's, there's been times where he like has clawed up <laughs> me like a cat. Um, mm-hmm. So oh he, he gets in, he sits there super brave chicken wings it. So I hold up my arm and he like tucks his little head into my arm so that he's like away and his arm was there. Um, and so he got his shot. He's crying, but it was like keeping it, keeping it down you know pushing it down so then, deep down inside pushing mm-hmm. it down like the song don't cry out loud <laughs> uh and, and <laughs> it's a terrible song by the way it's just like <laughs> go back and listen to it it's like who wrote this and why did this happen but so um so so he does it and also goes oh the lead up i can't believe for months i've been worried about this that was nothing it didn't feel bad mm-hmm. i'm like way to go you did it but when uh, when he got the shot, I, you know, I have this instinct. I don't like to watch needles go in. Like when I get my blood drawn or if I get a vaccine, I don't watch it. But when my kids do, I'm like watching every single thing that's happening to them. And mm-hmm. so when he got his shot, I was like watching it go. And then I looked up and I saw Emmeline standing there watching the shot go in. And her eyes just got like real big. And it was this moment of like fuck that shit this isn't happening i am not doing it i you can't tell me that doesn't hurt get out of my way so then we turn and we're like emily it's your turn and she's like no 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 now meanwhile there are like kids waiting little kids waiting to go right so I'm like, you have to calm down. You're going to make other kids really scared. This doesn't hurt. I don't want you to be it's like a little four-year-old who's like, or I guess five, but like QPI'd, like just like do, 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 like little Susie who on the Grinch, like she's just like this perfect little baby with her two parents and they're all just there with her excited and good and she's behaving. My my kid now is starting to scream. I need water. I need water. I can't oh, do this. Geez. And so she's getting, she's building up to where it's like exorcist level where I'm holding her and she's writhing around. The nurse goes to get her water. She snatches it from her and the water goes everywhere. Oh, shit. And I was like, you say thank you to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So then I'm worried she's going to kick down the curtain wall and freak out. She then starts screaming at the top of her lungs. (laughs) And she's like, you're going to hurt me. You're you're hurting me. You're making me do this. I don't want to do this to my my body. You're making me do this. So now that's happening. Your and kids arguing on it sounds like. Where I'm like, yeah. I, was, I was like, uh, I was, I was like really bad mom. All right. So 
So to the family next, we'll be the judge of that. Well, well, they, uh, what you would think is your kids really freaking out. You should maybe take them to the side and calm them down and then bring them back. That's not what I was thinking. And we know her, (laughs) we know her and we know where she's at. She's at the point of no, no return. She's in tantrum city. She's not coming back. We're not like, it's going to be days till we see her again. Like she's gone. She's out of her mind. I'm like, I'm going to hold her down. All right, Kate, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Like, so we're like, you need to stop it right now. There are people waiting. Like we're get, like, we were, we were like, what are you doing? This is important. You have to do this. You don't get a choice. You don't get a choice. You don't get a choice. <laughs> so it was like, this nurse was just staring at us. Oh, that's mm. embarrassing. And she's like, I can't do it. She's really strong. I can tell she's really strong. So Maybe maybe she needs to take a, a break. So maybe go give her a break, and we'll do some more vaccines to other kids. And then you no, can bring her man. back. No. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, because at this point, like she is, when I say screaming, it's like that high pitched like uh, murder scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like you know elderly people, sick people, get just getting their medicine at CVS. There's other people there like buying wrapping paper for a birthday present or whatever it is. But the whole store now is just like. Ooh. Um, and Mortifying. so we give her the break. We take her to the aisle. It's Kate and I bookending her in an aisle, and she's like in the middle of us. It's it's a little like uh, it was. It felt like a uh, you know, like uh, cowboys when they're like a duel or whatever it is. But she was in the middle, and so but she was like a, a rabid animal, and we were trying to catch her, you know. So she was like, I'm not gonna do it. Like hanging out in the oh, aisle, and she's like looking for things, and we were like, "Oh no!" At home, this is when she starts breaking stuff or no. throwing stuff, and then I'm trying to get her to stop it, right? So I'm like, and she's like, and then Caitlin's like, "I'm learning how to, you know, you're never going to Disneyland again. You're never going to eat any ice cream ever again. You don't get anything ever again." And so we're both trying with all our might, and then you got Wes and Benny. Who like we've forgotten we've even have like we don't they don't exist right so they're just the two like orphans off on the side just crying and like they're freaking out because their sisters freaking out and their parents aren't listening and yelling and everybody's sort of looking at us Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because then you feel real bad because you're like well you're just proving me right that I'm I'm not doing this correctly yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh three times I look over and the nurse is just like staring at us and I'm like I was like and I honestly I didn't know what to do like do I give do I take her away and not get the vaccine or do I make her get the vaccine and, and it becomes like a standoff where it's like three hours of us just sitting away until she does it I gave up and I was like fine we're done because I didn't want to like I just was like I was like we're done uh and then the nurse got mad because I think like she had to go back and delete all this stuff. And I don't know if she had to throw the shot away because she can't give it. There's not another person. I don't know. Oh I think God. she was just also like, this job sucks, which yeah. I totally relate and understand. Um, Cause that's how I felt that day too, about that <laughs> parenting job that I've were been you, given. So were uh, you like, here, just give it to me. Car. And later when she's sleeping, I'll just, boop. I'll just do it. Well, Emily yeah. said that she was like, can't you just do it when I'm asleep? And I was like, oh, no, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I got in the car with her and I was like, and then I was real bad. I was like, I woke up at three 30 in the morning. There are people who can't get this. that want this. There's a waiting list for people and you're just throwing it away. And, and then I was like, I don't know if I should be saying that. <laughs> Kate was like, you're lucky we weren't at the pediatrician. Or I would have sat on you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I get it. You made but, you, there was a lot of sacrifice yeah. and worry and and time and effort that went into mm. getting to this point. And there are people in other countries who would kill yeah. for this shot. Yeah. So I feel all yeah. of what you're saying. Well, I also didn't know how much of an exhale I would feel. So when Benny got hers and Wesley got his, I was overcome with like this feeling of. <gasps> Oh, we are finally in this space mm-hmm. where we are safer, yeah. at least. And, you know, like it's been so long. It's been years of just like holding your breath and hoping that it, mm-hmm. you'll make it out of this, okay? Mm-hmm. And when they did, I wasn't anticipating how much it would hit me. So then when it, <laughs> when we got to Emmeline and she's like, "Nah, this is not happening," it was like, "I am. We are so close. Yeah, we are so close." And I, uh, it's like a Delta variant. You're like, yeah. it's back. <sighs> so yeah, you yeah. had like so relief she, she interrupt us. Yeah, she didn't get it. She doesn't have her vaccine. So now we are chasing appointments because she's like, of course, as soon as we get home, she's like, you know what? I could have done that. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> so sorry. I could have done that. I don't know why I got so upset. I just let it take over me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So How now do you she's not like, lose your mind in those can I go moments? get my vaccine today? Yeah, she wants she wants to go every day. She's like, let's go get it. Let's just go do it right now. I'm like, we can't do that. I have to make an appointment. So we're chasing to try to find a time where we remember can be- how mad I was. That's why. Yeah, it's a pain in my ass. Yeah, I, I do remember like when my daughter was a bit younger, and I'm very excited. My daughter's getting her vaccine tomorrow. Um, and I actually got my booster like a couple days ago. So it was a nice reminder. I was like, oh yeah, it, it, it really doesn't hurt. Like it, I was like, yeah. it yeah. really like barely feel it. So I was telling that to her. I was like, I said my booster and it really doesn't feel like anything. And she was, that seemed uh, to help her. Although mm. then later in the day, I'm like, oh God, my arm is really hurt. Yeah. And I was like, but I can't tell her about this. No. So I was just kind of like trying to hide like how much my arm was hurting. She would like squeeze day. your arm and you'd be like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, what is it, daddy? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but I do remember more when she was little, like going to the doctor, like those things, it's so bracing when they get to that point point of like mm-hmm. like an almost no return like of just kind of total freak out like i i've had visits to the doctor where she like dove under like under a desk or something and you're like <laughs> like try like she's gonna like she's new in aliens or something and just trying to like she wants to live in the walls or yeah. something yep. um, aliens. good time and the worst my my the hard like the hardest phase for me was when she was at the age where she would have a freak out in like a store because she couldn't get something right like when they're just like not quite old enough to have any perspective on the fact they can't get something and so you're Mm -hmm. like in a target or something and they just have a freak out and you it's it's like it's those moments where like what I I guess I'm just going to have to physically drag the screaming (laughs) child out of this store. And it's going to be so awful. And it's like, it's so hard. Like it's, 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 it was me at CVS. And I knew one of, uh, one of my friends was there, which was also great. Uh, Cause then you're like, well, I'm not only am I being witnessed by strangers, but people I know. So there, Mm -hmm. there you go. Right. I saw her the next day and she gave me a hug and was like, Mm -hmm. 
that broke my heart. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, me too. <laughs> the hard, It's hard to have a hard thing. And then on top of that, like understandably so, but feeling like you're not doing a great job yeah. reacting to it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. that was bad. And mm-hmm. also I'm not happy with how I handled it. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't at all. And that's exactly it. Like I, I couldn't just be like upset at how she handled it. I also didn't like how I handled it. And so that was tough. It was, that was tough. That is hard. I did, um, I did see like on Instagram, uh, there was on Instagram where I get all of my life lessons. Uh, oh, there was mm-hmm. a quote and I saw it and it came that night. Like I read it on somebody's thing that night and I was like, this is it. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Cause I read it to her <laughs> and, uh, let me see here. <laughs> it's from Leah Remini, you know, where you get all your good quotes, uh, <laughs> on life and great. <laughs> She's so interesting to me. Um, She's so, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I, She's well, a real I don't handful, know how to do the internet. I mean, I, I do adore her, though. She's funny. She's beautiful. Okay. Yes, go on. So the quote says, you don't always have to be strong. Sometimes you need to uh, scream, cuss, throw shit, or have a really good cry. But you always, always, always need to pull yourself back together and then go back into being the badass that you're meant to be. So I read that to Emmeline and she was like, I feel like there are more appropriate ways to say that to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was how the night ended. That was how I, I was like, all right, I'm going to, we're going to do this. We're going to meet each other eye to eye. And I'm going to see that. I, I see wish you. there was a way that you could just have the shot and you just like, you take it home with you. And then at some point <laughs> when she says, I just feel like you could have said that to me in a better way. You just go, boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there, uh, there it is. How's that? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'm so Monday. sorry that happened. I'm glad that you were at least able to get the other two. Like at least it wasn't a whole trip just for her. And she did that. But oh, my God. It is also funny how visceral the fear of needles It's like, it's easy to forget that. Like, and I guess for a lot of people, like, I I wonder how much the anti, like how much maybe subconsciously the like anti-vax thing is just the fact that it's a needle. I think a lot of it would just be like, I don't know what I'm putting in my body. And they're like, but you can smoke it. And they'll be like, no, all right, give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I read a statistic that was surprising. It was something like 30% of people have like an irrational fear of needles. Um, Which honestly, though, when you think about it, isn't that surprising when you think about how shots were administered to you when you were a kid, you would go to the doctor Mm -hmm. and no one talked us down off the ledge. Like, I definitely remember getting a shot and being held down and and like trying to leave the room and stuff and just being held down and getting a shot. And I, I imagine that kind of trauma does kind of add up um, to but also like no one has the fucking time to read you a book about needles before you get your shot either. 
I wonder if it would help to introduce more, actually more drama rather than less. Like I have a medication that I take somewhat regularly. That's a shot. And it's like, but it doesn't really hurt, but it's like, it's almost, it's practically like an EpiPen. And so when I first started taking it, when I was more in my head about doing it. It's heroin, the by the I would, way. I also heroin, take that medicine. <laughs> and you know what? At first it was so hard taking that heroin, but over time... I found that I really look forward to my uh, dose of heroin. Uh, I would like at first, because the hardest thing about administering a shot to yourself is you just kind of like hover there with it for a long time. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I just started pretending that I was in like a James Bond movie or something <gasps> yes. and that I had been poisoned and that I had to as dramatically as possible then like inject myself to save myself and so i would just be like oh i've got to do it i go gah and it really it weirdly like made it easier to do because i like i just i don't know made it into a story i guess bomba's mission is simple make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So this holiday, when you gift Bombas to someone on your list, you're also giving them to someone in need. It's a give, give. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the kind of clothes that you want to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. I'm actually wearing my merino wool Bombas socks right now. They're a perfect, cozy, everyday winter sock. There's truly a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in performance styles for every sport, holiday styles when you're feeling festive, and lots more. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so that they hang just right. And Bombas underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support that might make you forget they're even there. In a good way. Bombas are the coziest gifts for everyone on your list, and thanks to festive gift boxes, you don't even have to wrap them. All you have to do is the giving. Also, socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters, in that order. And that's why Bombas donates one for every item that you buy. Bombas are made to be the perfect gift, and they are made to give back to those in need. What is better than giving the people in your life a high-quality, cozy thing that they are going to want to use every day of their life, and knowing that someone in need is also getting a cozy, well made item. It's truly a give-give, win-win, all-around good time situation. And I'm so glad that Bombas is a sponsor of this show. So get something for everyone on your list at Bombas. Go to bombas.com slash WMD and get 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas. Like, they're the bomb. B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash WMD for 20% off. Bombas.com slash WMD. Arnie, please tell us what has broken you. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I, one of the things that has, I mean, where to start? You know what? I could go Hell on forever yeah. the things that, that have broken me. But uh, <laughs> with school stuff, you know, my daughter is seven. She's in the first grade. Oh. She's really like also the probably the youngest in her class i mean she was like when she started kindergarten her birthday was the first day of kindergarten and it was like (sighs) and there's no you know uh 
where we are, there is, there's no like deciding, although I don't know what we would have decided, like if to, to have her stay back, you like, there, there are definitely downsides to both, uh, both approaches. So anyway, um, and I, I'm sure you've all experienced this. There's just this like feeling of falling behind a little bit, uh, you know, and she's, she's doing great, but like school is so <laughs> hard under these circumstances yeah. especially at this age the thing that i struggle the most with is it's really hard to actually confidently know what they're supposed to do like <laughs> on any given day because the communi- there there's just communication is so much harder now and you and it's not even like she's lying about the stuff at school she's just young enough where it's not top of mind for her, she hasn't had, like I have, a lifetime of anxiety about <laughs> whether I'm uh, doing the thing I'm supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> so there is a lot of like, did you have, did you have any homework? Is there anything we have to do yeah. for tomorrow? Uh, like, no, don't think so. No. Or like, dad, we never have homework. And then <laughs> always like on the way to school in the morning, like driving there being like, She'll suddenly realize, like, oh, I'm supposed to have picked out a person from history. To, I'm like, what? <laughs> How are we? A person from, and then they also don't fully understand what their assignment was, and nope. so it's like, oh yeah, I need. Uh, th- can you give me a person from history? I'm like, okay, I can, but do like, uh, is, can it just be any person from history? And. <laughs> And it's, yeah, that is, that the stuff like that is really hard, but as is often the case with things that break me as a parent, it's usually more like, I I feel like it it more often is just my own quibbles or weird (laughs) things that I I'm struggling with. Cause I want, she's doing great, but you know, I worry about her falling behind probably more than I should. But then I also know that like I she likes school, so I don't want to like over push yeah. it so that she she loses a love of school and stuff. But yeah. it, I catch myself though doing like she, like she hates writing, which as someone that's a writer, that's <laughs> that's a little hard. That's a little hard for me. You know, I probably overvalue. I probably overvalue that that skill, and so. Like, I'm just like bending over backwards to sort of try to make it fun. And she's still like, if it's like she has to, she hasn't, she has to write every night, like, because that's her homework. And she'll be like, (laughs) she'll get so mad and she'll be like, I'm going to write, I hate dad. Oh, (laughs) pardon me. And I, and I, and I am like, okay, but don't forget, is a capital D in dad. Like, and I do notice though, and I appreciate about her that she got excited when she realized that she could write whatever she wanted. I'm like, you just got to write three sentences. And if you say that you hate me or that you hate writing or you want to talk, I mean, here's the first word I think she ever knew how to spell confidently was poop because I would let her write poop. And she was like, oh, this is endlessly fun. I'm going to write the word poop over and over again, Um, which, you know, I still do (laughs) at this age myself. Um, But I, the, 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 the thing that I noticed in myself that 
I, I was like, okay, I'm getting a little crazy with this is she has, what are the, you maybe had them when you were kids. I know my sisters did calico critters. Mm-hmm. I think they're called like mm-hmm. these little animal figures mm-hmm. that you can dress up They're From my perspective, they're like the most annoying toys in the world because they're like, they have these very intricate, yeah, little outfits that are very actually hard to put on and (laughs) often they have like these little like furniture sets, like, but you can't really play with them. They more just kind of look good and you try to play with them and it's, and like, she's gotten gifts of them from like, like, uh, my mom or whatever. And I remember when she was like looking through like the little booklet that it comes with at all the things. And she just, of course you just start being like, okay, I gotta get this bus. Uh, I gotta get the, the tree house thing. And she actually said at some point, she's like, dad, this catalog is stressing me out. I'm what? like, yeah, 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 it is very stressful. Anyway. So she has some of those wait, and she wait, likes playing with them. She's- stressed out just the enormity of the collection that she wanted to amass i think so i think she was just like looking through the whole thing and going through that like roller coaster of emotions where you're like i need all there are all of these things that are great and i want all of these things and then it can turn into like oh i'm never gonna get all these things yeah this or, is my life she's just like me i have this happen all the time i look at things and then i get overwhelmed and i'm like well, it's not going to happen. So Yeah. And it is very funny that like that child version of stress where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I don't know. Am I ever going to be in a place where I can get the whole Calico kiddos <laughs> set? Yeah. I mean, I know that's a yeah. dream I've always had for myself, but um, so she's really we into those. those. And I got it in my head, like, maybe I'll start writing letters to her pretending that they're from the calico critters yes 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 yes. and so i would started by just writing little things and she was so into it and like but then i very quickly i couldn't leave enough alone i was like maybe you should write letters back to the calico critters narc alert narc alert (laughs) 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 it's like how can i weaponize her sense of wonder uh against her And so I would start writing little like letters like, oh, hey, like, hey, but they would all like, you know, any child would probably figure out they're from a parent because they're like, hey, why don't you write us back? Tell us about your day in detail or or like and I think I wrote one where I was like, hey, we'd love a longer letter next time. (laughs) (laughs) At our house, the tooth fairy does that. The tooth fairy usually requires a letter. It, oh. in advance uh, and then the tooth fairy will give a response yeah wow and my uh, tooth fairy would never be- write back because i i want to have them when i'm old and i can read it because yeah, it'll, it'll be fun yeah we have the calico critters and um my dog loves to eat them so we've had so many funerals oh mm. no it's like so sad to see like dad wolf lost his head and my calf his body and then they're like oh no and so then you have to find a little box and it's like goodbye and then i just i throw them away but to them it's like a death in the family a death in the calico family and he goes out of his way like we put them all away so that he can't get to he goes out of his way he's so sneaky 
and he will like go in and then he's like i got one like, he, yeah. <laughs> he knows he knows like this is the this is the place to get the real attention sometimes in the middle of the night you catch the dog looking through the catalog like hmm, yeah. i would love to eat that i would definitely chew that up oh oh this is stressing me out i gotta get that book. <laughs> those calico critters are so cute and having three boys they've no one has ever wanted a calico critter or anything sort of even approaching the adorableness of that and it's very sad Blaze and the I Monster think you Machine would really love them. I know I because would because they're like little. Want, you like your dollhouses. I know. I want this is them like, to have it. Well, why don't um, you just ask for it for Christmas? <laughs> That's true. I mean, I was going to get a new robot vacuum just to uh, add to my collection, but yeah, maybe I'll just do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Arnie. When when I'm old and retired, I have a dream, which is to own um, a uh, a ping pong table that isn't used for ping pong um, and mm-hmm. have a big dollhouse on top of it in my basement. And uh, I don't have a basement yet, but I will have these things and I will <laughs> put, I will, I will be doing some miniatures in my retirement years. That sounds, that sounds great. Especially That's like it's, right. it'd be awesome to have a ping pong <laughs> table, but also at the same time, like ping pong is not really fun. <laughs> Nope. So it's like having the ping pong table, but using it for something else seems like the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all seems like a really great way to be. I agree. I can't wait. I can wait, but I can't. Maybe <laughs> I'll get a head start on that whole dollhouse thing. Oh, well, Arnie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate well, thank you for having me. Taking time from your, your magic tavern. Uh, I don't know how you, by the way, keep track of a zillion different universes. I used to listen to the Rana and Beverly podcast, uh, which is an amazing podcast, uh, dear listener. If you are looking for something funny to, to listen to, um, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, they, they don't make new ones anymore. Um, but they had a whole, what, what was the word you used? Like the sort of who did you the say? Canon, I guess. The or canon, like, yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. They had so much canon that they had amassed over like fifteen years of doing this these characters, and I have no idea how they like kept track of it. It's so impressive that I mean, part of what I love about improv is that it's so disposable. So the fact mm-hmm. that you're keeping track of all of this is like blowing my mind. Huh. Well, to be fair, we actually, I'm sure we contradict stuff constantly but like (laughs) the things we do remember seem impressive but you know they don't really stack up to the thousands of things we've forgotten or we've made the same joke like a hundred times and forgotten that we've done the same joke before so some some angry super fan is like oh boy i gotta write arnie (laughs) an email (laughs) they said um, vampires they said vampires eat piss not that vampires Eat boogers, so they've gotten it wrong. <laughs> Arnie, where can they find you online? What should they check out? Obviously, check out the Hello from the Magic Tavern podcast. But just buy Jackbox games. I feel like maybe that would help Arnie in some way. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you, yeah, any of the Jackbox games uh, are are great. 
um, if you're just looking for something fun to do with oh, friends wait. or family. Really quick, for, for anyone listening who isn't familiar with Jackbox games, it, I, I was serious when I was saying that was really like helped. It, those were like my social situations throughout the pandemic, essentially. When we were in lockdown, my fr- uh, friends and I would uh, whoever owned the Jackbox games would invite other people and then they essentially would like host um, like a game show night <laughs> um, on their computer over Zoom essentially and then we would all play from our own homes and it was super fun and just uh, good times. It was like a game, like a board game night but uh, over the computer with with your pals. And I've also well, played them in person at parties before and that and it's just as much fun, uh, if not way funner, uh, way more fun. So yeah, sorry. Go on, Arnie. Yeah, no, it's great. Like, yeah, you can. Like, I, I mean, I think they're probably at their best in person, but you can play them over like Zoom and stuff like that, which is, which is a lot of fun. Um, sometimes people play them on like Twitch or or things like that. You can also kind of like check it out that way. Um, all there, there are eight party packs now, so you really can't go wrong like there's something for everybody in in each pack um you can follow me on twitter at mr arnie the word mr spelled out and yeah if you want uh to listen to hello from the magic tavern uh just search it on whatever podcatcher and and it's up you can start at the very beginning if you want to have uh, 300 some episodes of something uh you know if you you've got a lot if you're driving cross country constantly or something like that uh but also <laughs> you know you it's not it's not that complicated like you can kind of jump in wherever you know if you're sort of like oh look i like paul f tompkins or uh, you know any guest that you're excited about you can kind of hop in and, and sort of decide from there so yeah give it a listen <laughs> Awesome. Give it a listen. Give it a whirl, everyone. Um, well, fantastic. Uh, everyone check out IlluminatiImprov.com. We got classes going on. Uh, follow Amanda uh, on Peloton uh, <laughs> at Amanda is trying. Um, That's right. I re- You know, I rode against Ari this morning. Yes, no way. Yeah, yeah. Because we ride a lot of the same rides, so I can see who my friends are on there. So, uh, he was on there and we we were like right neck and neck. He didn't even know I was racing him, but I was racing. He wasn't on it. He, it was a previous ride he had done. Okay. I, I can great. See I was like, I don't remember him riding this morning, but what is Do his you name? Have a Peloton? We own one. Only he uses oh my it. Gosh. Why don't you? Okay. We should talk about this another time. I don't time. like it. It hurts my butt to be on a bike. You have to do it more than once. That's what she said. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking. I was like, I'm not gonna be the one to make that joke, but I'm definitely thinking it. Definitely thinking so it. Oh. <laughs> no, he got a Peloton and I got a treadmill, which I never use. Um, well, uh, Amanda. Oh, actually, I should tell Arnie first. Arnie, you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Well. As long as I don't mess things up irredeemably, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy. Yep. <laughs> and Amanda, you are doing a great job. And I know you definitely weren't feeling like you were, and but you were. You're no. keeping your kids safe. You're doing your best. And sometimes we all reach our fucking breaking point. <laughs> and you just yeah. got to 
you know, uh, scream through gritted teeth in a CVS. It just is what it is. <laughs> no more Disneyland for you ever. <laughs> Get back in there. Yeah. Get back in there. Get back. Well, but you're doing a great job. I want to say that because you now have this amazing resume that you can use as a personal assistant <sighs> and you didn't even realize it. <sighs> what a career we need. I'm just going to say it. Listener. Listener, you're doing a great job. Oh, You've made that. it yes. to the end of the episode, or close to it, I assume. <laughs> and... Good job. Great job. Great so job. You probably got like all the dishes done, or whatever you do yes. like when you're listening. You made it all the way home from dropping your kids off at, at practice. Yep. yep. Well, Amanda, you want to take it home with me? Sure. All right. You might find yourself in a life a life-sized game of whack-a-mole <laughs> or in a old-timey standoff in a very modern drugstore or you're realizing that in life you will never ever get to the point where you can collect all of the calico critters. <laughs> know that no matter what, you're doing a great job. My mommy drinks I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrows will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. balder than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. Campfire.